pivotal in that fight is special climate envoy for the U.S., uh, John Kerry, and he is joining us now. What's on the agenda? What do you really want to get accomplished, considering the, the clock is ticking on climate change? Well, the same thing is on the agenda that's been on the agenda from the beginning when President Biden created this role, and that is that the world is behind in this effort to deal with the climate crisis. And we're seeing the incredible costs to communities all around the world. And people are dying. Seven million people a year die just from the bad air quality that comes from greenhouse gases that are put up in the atmosphere. So in Dubai, just a few weeks ago, 195 nations agreed that we must transition away from fossil fuels. We, we can't do this without major corporations around the world stepping up. And I'm glad to say that here in Davos, but previously in Dubai, we had uh, some of the, about 100 of the top corporations of the world, biggest companies in the world, step up and agree to help lead in this effort to transition. Hi-yow! Info Ninja. Welcome back to the dojo, everybody. Did you miss me? I missed you. Aww. A big shout out to everybody on True Social. Thank you for all the messages. Thank you for all the likes. Big shout out to everybody on Rumble and everybody out in podcast land. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for sharing this show. You know, the first month of 2024 is almost over, but your ability to share this show never ends. So keep sharing this show all year long. Let's make it even bigger and bigger. Let's get the truth out there, baby, because this is awesome. You guys are awesome. Let's spread awesome awesome so i have said it many times before on this program it's a cult the climate people it is truly a religion for them it checks all the boxes seriously examine their behavior their rituals what they believe what's blasphemous to them and you will see a religion so essentially these climate people despite all the facts you can you can put facts in front of them and say you know we're not talking about the science we're talking about actual science and yeah it's not making sense and even if we're not scientists we can kind of look around us we're not seeing a lot of global warming, but it's interesting when it gets cold, you blame that on climate change. And then when it gets warm, you blame that on climate change. So really everything is climate change and no one's denying that the climate changes. Is it man-made though? Where was man back when the ice age happened? We weren't there and it still happened. My point is, is that there's not a lot of hard push for more truth from the climate people because it's a cult to them. They they take it all on faith. They really do. It's a religion. They take it on faith. Most of science is really taken on faith, by the way. Evolution, your theory of evolution, which I don't believe, is taken on faith. Now, I know there's some people right now that were going, man, I respected this guy, but the theory of evolution, he's he's not going to believe. Well, number one, no, I don't believe that. I believe what the Bible tells us, actually. And that could be a whole episode, but I just want to touch on evolution here really quickly. Um, evolution, okay, it says that we went from nothing to something. Show me an example of that anywhere in the world. Throughout history, any scientific example we have of life coming from no life, because that's what you're saying evolution is, life coming from someplace where there was no life 
We've never found that. On top of that, the whole idea that we came from a single cell organism and then we evolved over time and became monkeys and kept evolving. Okay, okay, we can find single cell organisms. The problem is the missing link is still there. They like to talk about the missing link like the caveman missing link, but we cannot find two cell organisms. We cannot find three cell organisms. We cannot find four. It doesn't work that way. Evolution, if you believe it, is just a leap of faith. Climate is the same way for these people that are part of this climate cult. I call it the climate death cult because they would really rather see you die. They care more about the climate, Mother Earth, than they do about you and your children's future. The things that they do, the policies that they want to put in place, kill people. They cause food shortages. They kill people. That's one of the many ways that they kill people. Humanity is the virus to them. We are in the way of the planet. So unfortunately, a lot of members of the climate death cult are part of our media, so they push it. Um, they're, They're part of the upper echelon elite, so they control a lot of things. And they're part of our government, and that's where they enact policies and they push for change that gets people hurt or makes our lives harder or more expensive. It doesn't make things better, and there's no science to back this up. Truly no science, but there's lots of the science. I I just want to point out, you mentioned that 99% of scientists agree that man-made global warming is a very, very serious problem. The number that is usually cited, speaking of hyperbole, is 97%. And this was the the line in the Al Gore movie. This is the line that people cite. That number is completely bogus. It is made up. Lock it away with the tooth fairy and Santa Claus. It is not true. That number is based on four studies. That's NASA cites four studies to back it up. One is by the historian Naomi Oreskes that has serious methodological problems because it only cites abstracts of papers. Uh, when, you, when you actually look into what she cites, she gets to 75% consensus. There was then a, a rebuttal of that. There was a refutation of it uh, that showed that not only is it not 75 percent. 2008, they showed it was actually 7 percent of those scientists explicitly endorsed the IPCC. The second one came out, it found 97 percent from the scientist John Cook. This was immediately debunked in the science and education, actually only found that 1 percent of scientists surveyed explicitly supported the IPCC conclusion of catastrophic climate change. So recently, some of these climate death cult members that are members of the media and the upper echelon and the government all got together at the good old World Economic Forum. You remember those Nazis, right? They brought you awesome hits like The Great Reset and You'll Own Nothing and Love It. These bastards still want to see you dead and they've got a new target. Coffee. That's right. They have decided now that making coffee and boiling water produces too much CO2 and that if we care about our planet and we have to save the earth and if we don't do this, things are going to be very bad, we have to limit ourselves to no more personally than two or three cups of coffee per day. Some people, that's not a lot of of coffee, but despite that, do you think that's going to happen? Really? Do you think that's going to happen on either side of the aisle? Anybody's going to boycott this. I'm going to pick on the the right right now. Hey, um, Chick-fil-A is doing some really woke stuff at at their their business with their employees. They're doing a lot of DEI training, putting out some messaging to their employees that you might not agree with. You want to boycott them? Everybody kept eating those chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A and loving the good service because it's a good company, it's a good product, but they didn't put their money where their mouth was in this situation. I knew they wouldn't, just like the liberals, the snowflakes that love the environment are going to stop going to Starbucks. 
Yeah, right. I call it 10 bucks because every time you go there, it's at least 10 bucks. They are going to go to Starbucks and keep drinking their sugar, pumpkin spice frappe lattes for the rest of their lives. They don't care what happens to the planet. They are not going to put their money where their mouth is. So this story is about them attacking coffee. And if you don't believe me, just listen to this. We'll be having our coffee before the session and, and you raised the coffee example. I'd love just to give you the chance to expand on that. Basically, the coffee that we all drink... Um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. So interesting, right? We know that we're going to have the Chick-fil-A effect. There's not going to be a boycott of any coffee. People aren't going to start drinking less coffee. Maybe they won't do it in public as much. Maybe they're not going to walk around with the cup. Maybe they're going to conceal it somehow, or they're going to come up with a coffee alternative that has less CO2 emissions or whatever it may be. That's the story, right? Wrong. Right? Wrong. If you scroll through this story a little bit more, there's some celebration at the World Economic Forum because of this, this new pledge that, that some countries and cities around the world, I think it's just cities actually, not countries, have made to protect Mother Earth, to protect the climate. So these are the climate death cult folks in government. They have pledged to do some things with their city. Things they weren't elected to do. Things I don't think they have the constitutional right to push upon people. I know nobody wants this from them. Maybe some of the crazy, wacky death cult members that live around them in their homes maybe, but no one in reality really wants to be controlled this much. But they have pledged that they're going to do this by 2030. And the name of the group is C40. C40 Climate Pledge. Leaders of these cities in the United States, mind you, have pledged to do these things in their cities and push this upon their people. Again, I don't think they were elected to do this. So these are some of the pledges that they're going to pull off by 2030. Not kidding you here. And this goes along with how they starve people out and kill them. These are all done, by the way, to save Mother Earth. They pledge by 2030 that their population in their city will consume zero kilograms of meat. Huh, good luck with that. They also pledge that they will consume zero kilograms of dairy. Good luck with that one too. No cheese? Yeah, right. The next thing they pledge, only three new clothing items per person per year. Because if you're buying more clothing, you're contributing to the manufacturing and the production of things that pollute the atmosphere. So only three new clothing items per person per year. Let's see how that goes. Next, zero private vehicles. You cannot own a private vehicle. Let's see how that one goes. And last but not least, one short haul return flight less than 1500 kilometers every three years per person they're going to fly around in their private jets they're going to have their massive boeing 747s that it's just for their elite group but you're going to get to fly a short flight just a just a short little cross-country flight once every three years I'm not kidding you folks, and you would think that no city in America, actually I should say it this way, you used to think that no city in America would ever do something as tyrannical as this. And then we had COVID, and now you know it's altogether possible. And when I said, you know, let's see how all these things go, you know, no flights, no meat, no dairy, not a lot of clothes, you can't own a car. 
it might actually go okay for them. I was surprised about how many people caved to, to the COVID policies, so people might jump right on this, but there are actually U.S. cities that have decided to take part in this, and it's pretty disgusting. By the way, if you don't believe me, if you want to look all this stuff up for yourself, you can find all of their dystopian goals on the future of urban consumption in a 1.5 degree Celsius world report. This is from the World Economic Forum. Yes! You too. So the cities that have agreed to this garbage are Communist Austin. Hey, fuck you, man. Shitty Boston. Fuck you, asshole. Chirac, Chicago. Fuck you, asshole. Hippie Houston. Are you fucking dumb? No surprise, LA. Go fuck yourself. Miami. I'm kind of surprised that Miami is on the list. I thought there were way too many Cubans there. They're Catholic. They came from communism. They don't like it, but hey. Go fuck yourself. Next on the list, New Orleans. Surprised about that one too. I don't know much about their local politics, but it doesn't seem like they're kind of like worried about the environment too much because there's like piss and puke all over that city, but they have pledged to not let people own cars. Go fuck yourself! Next is the Big Crapple, New York City. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Then the city of brotherly hate, Philadelphia. Go fuck yourself. Good old steal the votes, Phoenix. Go yourself. Next up, Portlandia, Portland. Go fuck yourself. Another no surprise, San Francisco. I think you're more likely to step in human shit in that city than any place else on the planet. Are you fucking kidding me? Washington dictator DC. Maybe fuck yourself. And then of course, Seattle. What can you say about Seattle that hasn't already been spray painted? Go fuck yourself. I know this seems crazy folks, but this is absolutely 100% real. These people care more about the climate than you and your family's future. If it means you dying because you can't get meat, you can't get dairy, you can't get the things you need to live, they'd rather have it happen that way. They're psychotic. It's a death cult. Hi, yow. Info Ninja. Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all three. Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak. Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep. Holy shit.